Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you are looking for church home, if you're looking for growth, if you're looking for ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, I want to remind you that we're five months away from May 30th. Not exactly, but you understand what I'm saying. It's going to be here before you know it. May 30th, May 31st, and June 1st. You know, and we will be celebrating a service unto the Lord. So if you're if you're planning on coming, you know, we're we're certainly uh, locking out um, some room reservations at the hotel nearest to the church, which is uh, less than a mile away. And so I want to encourage you that if you're flying in, if you're driving in, you want to stay over, you know, we're making preparations for that. And so stay tuned. Uh, that information will be posted um, in the month of January. Um, and so we're looking for a high time in the Lord, looking for a, a fabulous time in praising him and lifting him up and exalting him as he should be. He said, if I be lifted up, it's not about lifting up a person. It's not about lifting up. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a chance to speak with someone. I get phone calls from all over the place. People are asking advice and asking for things. And if you're a member of another church, I, I'm going to ask you, first off, uh, have you spoken with your pastor? You know, that's first and foremost out of respect for them. And um, and what instructions did they give you? Because whatever they give you, they're the ones watching for your soul. And they must give an account unto God for you. That's, that's the word of God. Now, if you're not a member of a church, if you don't have a shepherd watching over your soul, then you don't have anyone to stand before God and give an account for you. Now, there, there's scripture for that, for those that, that may think that, well, I can do it on my own. Uh, well, again, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, and we know that the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You have to get in the word of God to understand what his will is. It is not a hand-me-down where this person told me this and and I don't have to. I can I can draw a black line through the um through through what the scripture says. I don't have to obey that. That was for the old testament, or I don't have to obey that. That's outdated. We're in 2023 now. That was that was, you know, during the time that Christ was here and he's no longer here. So, you know, we don't need that. No, that is not true. The Bible said that God is the same yesterday today and forevermore. 
It says that his word, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. So for those that want to strike, you know, draw a line uh, and, and blot out things that God has said, um, we'll touch on that a little later. But because you go to a church that your family grew up in, you know, my family, we've all grown up here. It doesn't mean that it's the place for you. You need to be in the church that is full of church, full of uh, power, a church that that has the word of God, that is teaching the word of God, the unadulterated truth. They're not sugarcoating it. They're not watering it down. They're not mixing up the Kool-Aid to be something that is that it was not intended. But you're getting all the right flavor. You're getting everything that God has required of you. Of, of, of his church that the church belongs to him it doesn't belong to any pastor it, it, no one is the pastor's people we belong to god i am an under shepherd i was uh, we're shepherds he is the chief shepherd he's the chief cornerstone so i'm just attached to cornerstone as well but listen here um you want to be faithful unto God. You want to be saved, be faithful to him. But if you're not part, if you're in the Los Angeles County, Riverside, uh, San Bernardino, you're, you're in the area, you know, our doors are open for you. And um, I want to encourage you, first off, if you are a member of a church, be faithful to that church, support that ministry. <clears throat> if you're not and you're looking for a church home, then swing by, you know, be part, come participate with us. Notice I said participate. I didn't say come sit and listen into the service. No, be a participant in God's house. We go to worship the Lord. He's the audience, not you. We go to worship him, not to sit and watch and listen, but we are we have to be active participants. We be active participants. And you don't know what God may may have blessed you with. And you've been sitting down holding on to it and he wants to use you. He wants to use you, but he can't use you if you're not there. And, and that, that goes into a whole nother area as our faithfulness to God has in, in all across the country appears to have diminished as far as the physical presence. We're physically present at work. We're physically present at school. But when it comes to God, uh, yeah, well, you know, someone told me that, that the church is wherever I am. Well, I'm going to speak these words. They did not tell you the truth. The church is not wherever you are. It is not. You have to put the church on. You have to put Christ on. And there's only one way to do that. And he has to put you on. And there's only one way that that happened. And, and so uh, you need to go back and ask the ministers. Uh, there's scripture for that. Their scripture. I do not say anything that is not written in the word of God that cannot be sustained by what I'm saying. Um, the Bible even talks about pastors going to hell. Leadership, people that have ministries and going to hell. Yes, being lost. Paul said, after I preach to others, I don't want to be a castaway. Now, I didn't intend to say all of that when I started, but that apparently it needs to be said um, because it's truth. 
And uh, I'll, I'll stop and we're going to go into the book of Genesis. But the Bible said that we should um, that we should uh, seek after him with fear and trembling. And so uh, let's not take this lightly. Let's not take this for granted um, that, you know, once saved, always saved. Nope, that don't, nope, there, there's no such thing as that. You have to thrive. You have to strive to make it in. And so um, let's let's be encouraged and let's fight for our life. This is about the saving of your soul. Uh, that's it. It's about the saving of your soul. And I, I want to preach that right now, but but we're not. Listen, we're in the book of Genesis, the 24th chapter. We're in the 24th chapter and the first verse. We're only going to talk about this first verse this evening. There's just this verse one. This one verse. So I, I won't be. I won't be long. I, I'm. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, my my intentions is not to be long. Let's put it that way. Now we're in Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from general to the particular, the universe, earth, man, and spirit. So we're we're touching all those things. And you, you're not gonna when you talk about God, you're gonna talk about what happened on the earth. You're going to talk about the earth, the intentions. You're going to talk about man, what man's intentions were and are to, uh, compared to, you know, and the, the spirit of an individual as well as the Holy Ghost. Now, some of you may not know who Jesus' father was, but I just told you that when we talk about earth, man, and we talk about the spirit, uh, there's the spirit of man and there is the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, so listen, we're touching the creation and a principle, the principal person, not a principle, but the principle, the main, the cosmological, the cause of all things and the teleological, the designing mind. By no means have we exhausted the word of God. We are only scratching the surface. The word of God is inexhaustible. No one has all, all the information. No one has all the answers. It's inexhaustible, but we have enough to save your soul. There is enough to that the Lord said, be holy because I'm holy. There's enough for you to understand and know what it means to be holy as God has called us unto holiness. And he said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Now, you find that in the book of Hebrews. Uh, if you're at church, if you're in a church, they should have told you that already. Genesis 1, the 24th chapter, the first verse. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your love and your mercy for watching over and keeping us throughout this day. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless those that are tuning in, those that are present. Lord God, and that you would open our understanding as you did in the days of old. You touched you opened their understanding. You blew on them, said, receive the Holy Ghost. And Lord God, and it came to pass that it all happened just as you uh, prayed, as you spoke it, it over them. Lord, and we thank you right now and ask that, that you would bless us even the more. In Jesus' name, amen. The 24th chapter, first verse, and Abraham was old. He was old. I yeah, he was old. <laughs> Abraham was old and he was well stricken in age is what the Bible says. And the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham was old. 
and he was well stricken in age. And the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. And so we're talking about this evening that I am blessed. If Abraham was here, he would say, I'm blessed. I'm telling you that I'm blessed. I'm here. You know, and when we when we read the word of God, we're reading about people that have already lived. We're reading about his story. I didn't say history. I said his story. And so we're reading about his story and we're reading about Abraham, who was blessed. The Bible said that he was blessed in all things and he wasn't always blessed. Now, uh, this is I, I kind of felt like when as I was preparing this, it's a continuation from Sunday where I talked about um, that before the uh, before the blessing, there's a crucifix. Your pain is. Uh, the pain that we deal with is our gain. It's what we, what happens in our life. And, and because of that, we are a blessing to someone else. Now, everyone is not going to go through and deal with the same thing, but God has those that have and will. The Lord said this about, um, about Paul. And many people love Paul. I love, I love hearing talking about Paul. And they're not saying it from the perspective that they themselves have have uh, studied Paul's life or or anything. Not all of them. But some are just saying it because they heard someone else say it and they got excited and said, Oh, I love Paul. I want to yeah, listen. The Bible said said that when Paul got saved, uh, the Lord said he will he's he's a vessel that will suffer many things. He's not gonna let down, he's gonna suffer some things. And so I, I was testifying Sunday. I took the time I felt led to testify and talk about how the Lord, what I went through for uh, for for some years and what I had to deal with, how I lost everything. And God turned around and 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 God brought me out of that, you know, and someone said, oh, I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of that. I'm like, but didn't you hear what was what was said? There was a but in there. But God. But God. God changed it all. He turned it all around. Those that was an enemy came back and said, I'm sorry, and became friends. Things that I lost, I got back. And matter of fact, uh, I lost a home and I got another home twice the size of it. I, the things that I did not know, I experienced through the pain and suffering that I went through. And now I'm able to talk, which makes me a, a different type of minister when it comes down to preaching the word of God. And so I'm not the same as everyone else. And that's only to God's glory, to his praise because of the experience. And anyone that has gone through something have a different type of voice than those that have never gone through anything. You may have read about what someone went through, but when you go through it, it gives you a different perspective. The things that you say, I would not, I wouldn't have done that. You, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in it. And then you'll find out what you're made out of. You'll find out um, the different levels of pain and suffering that you deal with emotionally, mentally, and even physically at times. And, and so um, if you look at, if you, if you listen to people, even in secular uh, success, You'll find that people that some of the people that have great success now, they they all didn't have silver spoons in their mouth. They weren't born into it. 
uh, some of the people, they, they have to make stuff up. Now, politicians get on TV and talk about what they went through. You know, uh, I went through and many some of them are, are just lying. They're, they're lying now here in America. You, you know, I can only talk about what what I've seen and what I've read and what I know about from here. But, you know, we, we had a, a, a political person that was in office under the um, in the president um, working with the president and they grew up from nothing and became something that's Candelisa Rice. Uh, Colin Powell was, was, uh, his position. He didn't grow up just and obtain that. He, he had to work hard to obtain that. And they asked him would he want to run for president. He said, he said, no, he thought about it because of all the stuff that they do to you, they crucify you in order to get to that role, to get to that position. I mean, they, they dig into your past, your history, your family, and they, they dog you out. Then there are those that um, comedians and people that we see on television and they have good success. And then you read their life story and found out, find out how they lived in poverty. Um, when they woke up, they woke up with, with, rats and roaches and different things right there on the bed with them. They lived through that. Some lived in their cars and for not just a couple of months, but years working menial jobs to just to get by and then had to go and sleep uh, wherever they could find sleep at until that moment came, that opportunity came. And here it is, you look at them and you laughing and joking, not knowing that what they went through. And when you talk to them and find out how serious they are about business, because it took that. It made them press hard and fight hard to get out of where they were because of what they have dealt with. And they understand the plight of it. And they can tell you about things that you were not aware of. And others can tell you about the sacrifices that they made that they didn't know they was going to have to make in order to get where they are today. So when we talk about being blessed, we talk about being blessed. And I, I have a lot more that I can say about that, but I want to drive that point home to you because in the church world, you know, um, it is, it is, it's the same. You're going to deal with things. And Abraham was old and he was well stricken in age. And the Lord blessed Abraham and all these things. Now, I'm blessed is not a cliche. I am blessed. And I'm not saying that just to say it as <laughs> I'm emphasizing it because I am blessed. And I, and I, I'm, I'm talking about these things because I'm there's a season that I have entered to enter into. And people talk about this sort of thing and I never understood and I never got it before, but I've entered into a season and I know that I'm there. And I see what is happening in this season. I shared a testimony of what even happened this morning uh, with, um, with my, my daughter and with my brother of what God did first thing this morning. And I, I'll share it with you too. And, and so I'm blessed. And if you want to be blessed, you, you're going to have to do whatever God says do. And you won't understand it and you won't know what, what path is going to take you through 
But know this, David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David said those things. Did he say it before he entered the valley? Or did he say it as he was in the valley? Or did he say it after he came out of the valley? All right. So a cliche is a phrase, an opinion that is overused. I'm not a cliche person. I don't like cliches because they're misused and, and not defined properly or anything like that. But um, an opinion that is overused and um, it betrays a, a lack of original thought. People grab cliches and just grab stuff and start saying stuff when they don't know what to say. And so they just think it fits right there. And I'm one that will ask you, you know, what, what do you mean by that? For some, it is a phrase repeated with with no meaning in tone. In other words, there's no meaning behind it. They just grab it and, and use it because they thought that was going to fit, you know, like a puzzle piece. I am blessed. If you heard my testimony, as I just briefly touched on it, on Sunday, then you know how your pain is uh, gained for not only you, but for someone else. Then you are blessed. You're blessed. Job, if you've read the story about Job or if you heard the story of Job, and the reason I, I use Job here in Genesis is because it's believed that, uh, that Job lived during the time of Abraham. That's what's believed. I don't have a factual dates where I can give you for that, but that's what's believed. And so at the end of his going through losing everything, people talking about him and everything, he was blessed. He was blessed. Matter of fact, the Bible said he had more than what he started out with. He was blessed. Oh my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, he may have never known Job. Abraham may have never known Job or even heard of him. Uh, that's merely a something that's unproven. I don't know. But if Job was here, I believe he would say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Carl, how you doing, man? I, I'm doing good, Job. How are you? I'm blessed. And I, and I would tell him the same thing. I'm blessed. I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know what's what's ahead of me. I've exited. I've, there's many seeds that have been planted and those seeds are now starting to break ground. I am blessed. Didn't know when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen, but I'm blessed. Genesis 21, excuse me, Genesis 24 and 1 again. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord blessed Abraham and all these things. Now, I'm sure it is safe to say the desire to be blessed in all things is one of those desires that everyone has. I know that that, you know, and if I was doing a survey and, and I thought about this the other day that, that we we need to go into and ask people, you know, do a live recording session and, you know, ask them, how do you feel? Are you blessed? What do you think about the word blessed? You know, many people will say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And I, yeah, I don't take it lightly. Of course, you, you have breath in your lungs. That is, that is uh, awesome. But are you using it to praise God with? You have the activity of your limbs. Are you using your limbs to clap your hands? Uh, all you people, are you, are you, 
magnifying the Lord or is it only thought of just now because I mentioned it? You know, that would be my question to to others, not to put them on the spot, but at the same time, provoke the thought. So please understand, it doesn't mean and it doesn't um, it doesn't uh, mean you are exempt from uh, from other experiences. But I just want you to understand about being blessed. We read about Abraham in various situations. He left home, familiar territory at age 75. Him, his wife, his nephew, and they, they all caravan, they all took off. Abraham had to learn a whole new lifestyle. He was at home, now he's not at home. He's now being told, go, um, it, when, you, when you leave, go to a place that I'm gonna show you. Well, he's just walking, he don't know where he's going, but he listened to what he was being told. How familiar was he with, with God at that time in his life? Now see, there's a, there lies a difference because, because Abraham was a pagan worshiper who is now being spoken to by God. He's been called out. God does not leave us where we are. He calls us out from where we are. Following or living, being saved, becoming holy, it is a lifestyle. Abraham had to learn a whole new lifestyle. Because when he left home, he had to leave the pagan practice behind. He had to leave that stuff behind. And so he had to learn a new lifestyle. You must learn a new lifestyle too. And that lifestyle lines up with the word of God. Now, Abraham didn't know where he was going. The scripture said, unto a land that I will show thee. So he, haven't, he had not seen where he was going. When God is leading you, you're not always going to see. Uh, the Bible said that, that, that the just shall live by their faith, meaning that we walk um, blind, but we're having faith and confidence in God to lead us where he wants us to go. But we're, we're following his voice, his instructions, and we don't understand everything. We don't understand everything. And we have, Abraham didn't have a Bible to open up and read. Yeah, he's following what God has to say. We have a Bible to open up and read. And to, to and that gives us some stability. And we still don't understand everything, what we hear and what we're being told. We know that we have to follow it. So when Abraham stepped out, he had no idea where he was going. There was no, his, his only GPS was God. And so he's following the voice of God, the voice of sovereign God, who he did not know. No, he didn't know. He remember he was an idol worshiper. So he does not have a personal relationship with God. This is something brand new that's being nurtured. And so the voice God is telling him, I will make of thee a great nation. He's not a nation. He don't have a child. You go back and read the 
the 11th chapter, and I love that, the end of the 11th chapter, because it said he was married. It talks about Sarah. And it said she was barren. She didn't have a child. She didn't have a child. So they started out with nothing. We start out with nothing. Now, that's not everyone. But some of us start out with nothing except what you except your immediate possession. And his immediate possession was his wife and the few things that they had. His nephew was following him. Uh, you know, he had a few servants. So we know that, that he's coming from a, 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 a family where they, they took care of business. But he had nothing. And the Lord tells, I'm going to make thee a great nation. And he doesn't have a child, not one child. He tells him, I'm, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless thee. Okay. I will make thy name great. Hmm. Now he has this, the word of God. All he has, he has what God is telling him. Thou shall be a blessing. When God blesses us, and I like to emphasize this, that when he blesses you, he's not blessing you to hold on to it and to hold it all to yourself. I'm not saying give it all away uh, unless God tells you to give it all away. You better know that it's God telling you to do that. But you're going to be a blessing to others and we can be blessings to others. And he tells them, I will bless thee that I will bless them that bless thee. So whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless them. So there is a gentleman today. Here's, here's a testimony from today. Uh, the gentleman today that um, that looked online. There was a gentleman from an advertising agency that um, that looked online and saw what God had blessed me to launch. Anchor above. Uh, uh, Deacon post that anchor above dot store on um, in the um, uh, on on the comment section. And so he saw there, he went to the store and this is an advertising agency that handles television, advertising, internet, media advertising. And he said, I saw what you have. He said, I, I, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, I like it. He said, it's very unique. He said, he said, do you believe, are you a believer? And I'm like, yes, yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Yes, I, I do believe in everything I, I have done is based upon that belief. And so I'm not going to deal with all the conversation we had, but he testified and told me how he went through 10 years ago, what he went through and where he is today. And he said, because of what I went through and what you're doing, I'm going to advertise your product throughout the entire month of December for free. I'm going to purchase your product and I'm going to have my staff set up an advertising campaign for you throughout the month of December at our cost. I'm paying for it. That's what he said. He's paying for it. That is an awesome blessing. That is God. That's God. And God knew know what we had, what we have need of. And so that man is going to be blessed 
And I believe he know that he even turned around and said, the word of God says that my my word is going to go out and it is going to accomplish what it's intended. It's not going to return unto me void, though he reminded me of that scripture. He brought that scripture up. I will bless them that bless thee. So that company is now going to be a recipient of a blessing. The Lord also told Abraham, I, I'm going to curse him that curse thee. So anyone that, that does something wrong against you, as long as you remain, you got to stay right with God too. Uh, if anyone try to come against you, I'm going to come against them. He says, all the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Because of you, this one man, all the family of the earth is going to be blessed because of you, all because of what, what we're doing. This is written about Abraham and his wife, Sarah. What has been written about you and those in relationship with you? What has been written about you? I tell the saints, and I emphasize this, that there is something that has been spoken of you. And if it's been spoken about you, then it's been written. And so God keeps a record. He, he has a good record of all this going on. He, you know, he has an awesome uh, secretary, um, you know, and that, that's just the way I refer to it. But listen, if you, if, if, and when you see the hand of God on someone, it, you should, you would, I, I, I want to encourage you that you pay attention to that person and get a little closer to them so that you understand what they are doing right what they're doing right. And they may testify and tell you what they did wrong so that you know not to do those things too. Abraham did some things that, that was, that we see that, that we like is questionable, but understand something. God was still with him. When you see the hand of God on someone, it's to your benefit to pay attention and to get close with them. Stay by them and find out what they're doing so that you can also be a recipient of that blessing. The, the, the psalmist says that that um, that my cup uh, that 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 you prepare as a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, and, and so my cup runneth over now in preparing the table that's. In front of my, everybody sees now that that Abraham is blessed because the scripture says that that the Lord blessed him and all that he did. As we read through the scriptures, we saw that that Abimelech said, "Man, God is with you in all that you do." The sons of Heath referenced the fact that, "Man, you you blessed. God is with you. God is with you." And here we are, where the testimony is here written in the Word of God by the writer of the Book of Genesis that the Lord was with Abraham and that he was blessed. Like you and I, there are many things Abraham had to learn along the way. And we're still learning. We're still learning. Now, one of the things that, that we must learn to do is become a good listener. We have to become a good listener. Matter of fact, I just signed up for a course to be a good
good on how to be a good listener. Because I want to be a good listener. I want to hear what's being said. And I want to hear with the understanding. And I want to hear and not be afraid to ask questions because I need to understand. I need to know. I need to know. I want to know what God is saying. I want to know what you're saying. I want to know what you're asking. I want to know what God is stating, you know, and, and everything. I want to know how to answer when there is a question. And so I need to be a good listener. So I, I signed up for a couple of day course uh, with some some pocket change that I had so that I could become a better hearer to what is being said. We have to be a, become a good listener. When God is speaking, you need to listen and make note. You have to write it down. I have a little uh, composition book that I write stuff down in. Uh, I have recordings where um, we, we were leaving service one Sunday, uh, November 12th. And a gentleman walked in after the service and said, man, I, I, I just I just came in to tell you to be strong. And there was a witness there. I wasn't by myself. I, I came in to tell you to be strong. He said, you're right there. He said the message was right. And the message on that day was was being prepared for the blessing. You know, preparation precedes the blessing. And some of you have listened to that and others have not. But it's there in the archives of the of the broadcast. Right. Um, and so someone came in, wasn't in there in the service, but after the service came through the doors uh, and, and spoke those words and then left. And left. There are people that God use to let you know that you're in the right place. Just like there are people that God used to let you know that you that you're in the wrong place. <laughs> and so we need to hear what God is saying. When God is speaking, you need to listen and make note and write it down. I made a recording of that, meaning that after I, he was gone, I was left. I, I turned on the voice recorder and quickly made a note of it for record. The second the second thing is what God asked Abraham to do was not outrageous. Abraham, it's time to leave. Leave the, leave your family, leave the land, leave everybody and, and follow me. God does not ask us to do outrageous things. In other words, he don't ask us to do something that you cannot do. He didn't tell him to do something that was unheard of. But again, if God tells you to do something that is unheard of, or tell you to do something that's outrageous, or at least it seems outrageous. It's not going to, it's not anything to break the law. Let me put it that way. It's not anything to break the law. It's not anything that's going to hurt anybody. Uh, whatever it is, is going to line up with his will and he's going to make provision for it. You may not see the provision in that moment. I didn't see the provision for what we're, for what we were trying to do. Uh, but God did. God saw the provision of what was in the necessity of what is needed to accomplish the goal that of the vision that he has given and my means and what I thought how it was going to happen. Um, it came to, I don't want to say an abrupt end, but it stopped, it dried up. And, and so, but it doesn't mean God was not, is not with me because as you listen to what I'm saying, you will see and, and hear the voice in the hand of God, at hand. The third thing is to be blessed. He had to respond to what God was saying. 
to be blessed, we must respond to what God is saying too. Now, we can procrastinate, but remember, procrastinate is the thief of time. Because when you procrastinate, let's say, for instance, there's something you're supposed to do and is and you're asked to do it. Let's say you're asked to do it on Monday and the day is Wednesday and you made up in your mind that you was going to do it uh, later on when you had time at three o'clock in the afternoon. But you had two. you had all day Tuesday, you had Monday. And here it is Wednesday, and you're talking about doing that three in the afternoon, and three in the afternoon went by, and you didn't do it at that time. That's procrastination has eaten up that time, and you'll never get that time back. That time's not coming back. It's never going to rewind. You'll never get it back. So we have to respond to what God is saying, which means that we have to get up and do something. To be blessed, we must respond. Now, I didn't say respond to the words of, of a spiritual or secular celebrity or motivation speaker. I didn't say that. I said respond to the word of God. Some people don't do things until celebrity said, well, you know, so-and-so said it. And so now I believe it. Well, what, what does the word of God says? What does the word of God say? If the word of God is already proclaiming it, why do you need the voice of a celebrity or someone that you you don't even know them? Your pastor is telling you what to do and you're saying, well, I'm, I'm not feeling that. But then Oprah, let's, let's just use Oprah for a moment um, fictitiously. Oprah says to do it and you and all now you're thrilled to do it. You're excited to do it because they, but that's not the one watching for your soul. That's not the one that's that's in the closet praying for you. That's not the one that's calling your name out and, and standing between you and, and, and God and saying, Lord, bless them, save them, help them. And whatever, however they're feeling led to pray for you. We have to respond to what God is saying. If you listen carefully, the motivational speaker is talking common sense. And I, I think you have enough common sense of what to do. You don't have to be told by a motivational speaker uh, to get up and to go to work, you, you know, or to um, save some money. You know, you get a hundred dollars uh, and at the end of the week you, with your hundred dollars, you, you should take twenty dollars, you know, ten dollars and save it, you know, so that at the end of the year you have four hundred dollars in your savings. Uh, that's going to make a difference. It's going to help you out. Uh, that's common sense. No one has to tell you that. You, you probably been told that by somewhere along the line by someone uh, a number of times. Save a little, you know, don't spend it all in one place, you know, uh, be uh, be helpful, you know, when you can, you know, certainly uh, remember the Lord, bless him. And, um, you, you know, I encourage people and, and tell them that, you know, God is not looking for you to give all your money to the church. No. Matter of fact, um, I encourage and, uh, people that you don't have to take out of your salary to give an offering unto the Lord. You can give an offering by maybe on a Saturday you want, you go fishing and you sell the fish at the, at the fish market and you bring an offering um, from the from the fish that you uh, that you um, that you caught and that you sold. And so that's how we've done things. We paid off a church building 
um, with years of, of that type of practice, um, you know, and so before my um, pastor passed away, before her, uh, her demise, um, we did those little things. We had car washes on Saturdays. We had different bake sales. We had barbecue sales. We had all those things which helped um, make a difference. And, and so we worked those things. And we do some similar things today, even in our church, you know. Um, and so that's a way, it, whether you're doing it on your own or you're doing it collectively to help raise funds for your church. You know, we're doing different things here at Cornerstone uh, to raise funds. And, you know, and I encourage you even, you know, if you are a member of a church, please support your church financially. Please support them financially. Now, if you think the pastor is a crook, I'm sorry to have to say this, but if you think they're they're stealing the funds and using them for their personal lives, style and stuff like that, then of course, no, the, the funds and offerings and stuff like that is for the house of God. And so I don't encourage that, um, that sort of thing. And if you have proof of that, then that's something that you have to uh, deal with, with some type of wisdom. And, um, but listen, but for those of us that are not um, that sort of thing, and you'll be arrested for that, that you get arrested for that too. But listen, the church, the church needs support. And so just like people support uh, Michael Kors and other things and, you know, to um, to support those things and people that they don't know that don't that have nothing to do with your soul. Support your church, support your church. Now, listen, here is what you get for changing the word of God, because many of the celebrities, many of the motivational speakers and stuff have taken the word of God. They tampered with it. They tampered with the word of God. And I, I see that time is going by. And my, my heart is full. There's so much that I want to say, and I'm really trying to get through this. But they tamper with the word of God. And so the Bible tells us in the first Kings. Now, remember, Abraham said, I'm blessed. Abraham, what are you, Abraham? I'm blessed. Carl, what are you? I'm blessed. And those that want to be blessed, you need to get up close and you need to hang. You need to hang and see what's going on. But listen here. Those that tamper with the word of God. Now, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled with what's going on and watching the leaves break through the ground, the seeds that have been planted and watching what's starting to break through. I'm, don't think I'm going crazy, but I'm going crazy. Don't think that, that I've lost my mind, but I've lost my mind. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm excited about what God is doing and I am not going to hold back the excitement that I feel and the, what's going on. And I don't need no music for me to jump up and down, up and down and dance and to, and to, and to express the excitement to be demonstrative of what God has done and what he is doing. And so listen here, those that exchange and tamper with the word of God in the book of Kings, first Kings 13 chapter, I'm going to read a few verses here so that you understand what happens to those and I try to stick with the Old Testament as much as I love teaching from the Old Testament. Uh, and so listen here. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord. Now, this is a, a, a man of God speaking. Thou shalt not eat no bread nor drink water 
uh, there. So he was sent on a mission. God sent this man out to do something. And he told him, when you get there, when you get to the city, let's just say when you get to the city of, of Cucamonga, don't eat no water there. Don't drink no bread there. Not along the way. Don't, you know, in other words, fast. Now, if you haven't fasted this week, I want to encourage you grab a day uh, to fast on. I, I, I Yes, I, I'm fasting. Bible says some things come through fasting and prayer. I'm fasting and I'm praying. And, and so um, it's something about when you say that I'm fasting, that all of a sudden your world turns upside down. But yet you can go an entire day without eating, missing that cup of coffee that you normally would drink. And you might feel a little headache because you're a coffee drinker like me. But you, you look back and say, man, I went the whole day and I didn't eat nothing. But as soon as you say fast, as soon as you add that word there, fast, it's like everything falls apart and you can't wait to eat. And you dealing with the flesh then in that moment. But listen here, this man was told to fast. And he said, nor turn again to go by the way that thou comest. So when you go to this destination on your way back, take a different route. Don't go the same way that you went. He said unto him, I am a prophet also. And so he meets another man on, along the way who says, I'm a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spoke unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with thee into thine house, that thou mayest eat bread and drink water. But, but, always remember the word but. But, when someone uses the word but, you better pay attention. But he lied unto him. So the scenario tells us that the person speaking to him is lying. So, but the man went back with him and he went and he did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as that he sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah saying, thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou has disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee. So now the man is in trouble because he was told not to eat anything. Don't stop along the way. Go in one way, go out the other way. If you go in from the north side, go out the south side. If you go in from the south side, go out the east side. But do not go the same way and ignore everybody. Don't, don't fool around with people. When you tamper with what the instructions that God has given you, it's not good. And the end result is not going to be good. Listen here. But comest back, thou came back and has eaten bread and drank water in this place of the which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread and drink no water. And he tells them, thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy fathers. In other words, you're not going to make it home and you're not going to make it back to your family members either. No one's going to collect you. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he drank water, had drunk, that he saddled for him the ass to wit, for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way and his ass stood by and the lion also stood by the carcass. In other words, he got eaten up by a lion. And behold, man passed by and saw the carcass. 
cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the pro old prophet dwelt. And when the people, when the prophet had brought him, the prophet had brought him back from the way heard thereof said, it is the man of God who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord have delivered him unto the lion, which has torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord. When we, it looked harmless. It seemed harmless for him to go and have some food. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry, man. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I, you know, I'm going to break this fast. You know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to follow this man that, that has given me the advice. Uh, come to find out the man was, a, was, was not right in what he was saying. Listen, there's a scripture in, in, in the new Testament that says if an angel come from heaven, preaching another gospel, let him be a curse. If that, so if an angel come from heaven, if another person come and they give you anything contrary to what Pastor Carl is giving you, because I'm giving you the word of God, they are a curse. Yes, it is that severe. They're wrong and is going to end in your detriment. So follow what I'm saying by following the word of God. So you get in the word of God. Before you commit sin, you better look at the end result. Look at what is waiting you. Adam died. Now, listen, listen to what I just said. Adam and Eve died immediately. They died immediately. Just letting that marinate for a moment there. Listen. You have something Abraham did not have, a pastor that also know the Lord. Yeah, there are some people that's been called called into a, um, certain gifts, but they don't know the Lord. They do have a gift, but they don't know the Lord. The Bible is clear on this matter. Now, Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That is the purpose of the pastor to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Abraham did not have this type of assistance. No one, there was no one for him to consult with. He talked directly with God. And that was Abraham. You are not Abraham. The Bible is clear as far as what your necessities are. And a pastor is one of them. And so Abraham uh, follow what God said. And so let's see. Today, people are going to uh, psychics online, offline, social media for advice, friends that have not overcome sin, but uh, and they're in the same situation. But yet you're getting advice from someone that's in the bad situation. Don't you know if, if five of your friends is, is broke, busted and disgusted, you're going to be number six. So it's going to be six broke, busted and disgusted people. You, you need to be around someone that's going to help bring you out. And in order to come out, you have to discipline yourself. And to be disciplined is going to take, it's going to be a little painstaking uh, because you, you're now disciplining yourself to do something that you, that you have not been disciplined in. If you're not used to jogging, you're not going to jog very far until you keep jogging. And after a while, you'll find that instead of you running a few blocks, you're now running a mile. Instead of running a mile, you're running a mile and a half. Now it's two miles. But it requires discipline to get there. 
So you're going to start off walking and you're going to walk a mile. You're going to start off walking. And after a while, you're able to walk a mile in less time than what you were walking before. It requires discipline. There's a consistency that must be there. So you change. People that do not have spiritual discernment from the Lord. Talking to everyone don't have spiritual discernment from God. Now, remember, the pastor is supposed to have spiritual discernment because this pastor is 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 I believe it's in Malachi. Um, he sits and he listens to what God has to say, and then he comes back and feed his people. God comes back and give you what he wants. He regurgitate the pastor regurgitate what God has given him. So the pastor has heard the word two or three times to give you. And, and so you have three voices. You have the word of God, the spoken word, and the unction of truth. That's John 2 and 1. But you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Now that's written to those that are in the church. He was not writing to people that don't know the Lord. He's writing to those that do, that, that there's an unction. And, and so uh, I'm making a plea in telling you, those of you that know the Lord this evening, that has been become somewhat acquainted with him. And those that have not, if you want to be blessed, you're going to have to be acquainted with him. Now, now we read in the Bible where people uh, doing the ministry of Jesus Christ. Let me let me put this out there right now. Doing the ministry of Jesus Christ. There were people that was healed from sickness. There was people that 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 had demon possession and that was healed. There was people that that the Lord loosed from curses and different things. It didn't say that those people were saved. Because you have a blessing, because you have money, because you have uh, have it going on, whatever. It don't mean that you're going to be saved unless you commit your life unto uh, living the lifestyle that God has called us to live. Things are temporary. Salvation is eternal. Things are temporary. I read about a poor man who had nothing who was saved. I read about a rich man who had everything and could have helped the poor man who was not saved. Listen, we, we got to close out. I got to stop. I got to stop. This is my time is up. But listen here. The Bible tells us in the 24th chapter, the first verse, and Abraham was old and he was stricken in age. And the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham is about 175 years old. Sarah, they left home at 75. Sarah dies. Um, you know, at 127, Abraham is about 140 years. It, it, um, he has a son at the age 100. Um, Isaac is now 40 years old. He's seeking a wife for his son. Abraham, remember, but Abraham has gone through some things. He's no longer walking in the fear that he once had. He stopped his shenanigans. The Lord told him, walk before him and be perfect. And he has lived, loved, and lost. He's lived long enough to see his son uh, marry. He's had a full life of obedience. He's the father, considered to be the father of faith. Life doesn't start until you're obedient unto the Lord. It doesn't start until you are 
obedient unto the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name. Father, we thank you for your word this evening. Lord God, I pray and ask that you are blessed, Lord, each one that is under the sound of my voice that have taken the time to join, Lord, on the, the Bible session this evening. Lord God, I ask that you would bless them. Lord God, to receive and hear your word, to receive it and to be blessed by it. Lord God, we thank you for those that are supporting ministry. Lord God, and I ask that you would bless them not to feel the loss. Lord God, and I ask that you would bless them, Lord God, as they support their local assembly. Lord God, and, and Lord Jesus, as they walk in obedience to your word. Thank you, Lord for your blessings. Lord God, we honor you, Lord God, this evening for what you have done and the great things that you're doing. Lord God, we want to thank you right now for the, the building that you have reserved for us. Lord God, we thank you for the, the vision, the ministry that you've given that, that is going to open up avenue where we are on, where we can be seen and not just heard on a platform that we desire on a platform and a stage in the way that we want it to be done, Lord God, so that your people are blessed even more. Lord God, thank you for an opportunity. Thank you for an understanding. Thank you, Lord God, for those that you are using. Lord God, we honor you, Lord, for these blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed and, and obedient. You know, I can't stress that enough. There's so much more I would like to say because of what God is doing, but time does not permit. But if you've been blessed, please share the broadcast with someone else. Um, if you have not listened to what was said on Sunday, you know, cause I feel like this is a continuation of what was, of what was introduced on Sunday. And Sunday was where I testified of the things that God has done and how we deal with things, how we go through things. And it, part of our going through is what makes us who we are and give us a voice so that we can help others. There's not anyone that can step into my presence now and say, man, you don't know what I've been through. Yes, I do. I can say, yes, I've been there, done that. I can say, yes, I felt that pain before. I can say, yes, been there. And here am I today. I don't look like where I've been, but God knows if I start telling you, he's God, he's sovereign, and he's able to save your soul. Be blessed. Before I, I, I sign off, listen, if you have any questions, please visit our website, connectingtruth.org, 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 and contact us, let us know if you have any questions, and I will respond. I like answering questions, I, I'll pray about what needs to be answered, and I'll give you an answer online. That is connectingtruth.org.